Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sun Ranta's got questions for his pal from Bleed Cubby Blue. It's Ask Al. Hey, this is Danny Rocket with the Sun Ranto Show, and I am here with the BCB guru, Al Yellen. And he's here for a special segment called Ask Al. And- wow, I'm a guru now. That's pretty cool. Oh, why not? It's This is showbiz. <laughs> right. So uh, we've got some uh, listener questions in here for you. And uh, so we're going to look for your guru answers. Um, the first question is from Chris Benincasa at Beans023. And he says, I believe in sophomore slumps. What happens if KB, Russell, and Schwarber have one? I think Madden avoids it. But still, the Cubs. That's well, the way I mean, he put it. It's a legitimate question. I mean, sometimes guys are like that because, and it, you know, the reason it happens is, you know, these guys are rookies, and the other teams don't have a lot of books on them. You know, what they what what they're good at, what they're not good at, so they can take advantage of that their first year, and then maybe uh, the, you know the pitchers make adjustments, other teams make adjustments. It's up to these players to then adjust to that. I think the three players that he mentioned, Brian Schwarber and Russell, are all smart enough to make adjustments. I mean, the uh, you know. Brian actually already did it during the season because he was, uh, if you remember, he was um, he was in kind of a slump in July. Yeah, and he had a great August and September, so he he's already done that. And Schwarber kind of started falling off after a hot start. He may have a little more work to do. Um, I think that I think they'll be able to do it, but you know, yeah, it's a, it, we hope it doesn't happen. Let's put it that way. What happens if it does happen? I mean, do they get benched? Like, do we have anybody to replace these guys? Oh, I mean, really, you don't. I mean, you're talking about the, the you know, the, the the reigning rookie of the year, <laughs> a guy who who hits balls on tops of scoreboards and one of the best defensive shortstops already in the league. So, I mean, you're not going to bench those guys for, like, Jonathan Herrera or anything like that. Yeah. Um, they'll just have to work through them. Uh, you know, maybe a tough a tough go for a while if, if these guys aren't hitting. Uh, you know, then you have to hope the pitching steps up in order to win. Well, Chris Coughlin was once reigning Rookie of the Year, too, wasn't he? That's true, but, you know, Chris Bryant had a much better rookie year than Chris <laughs> Yeah, just a bit. Okay, next question. Uh, Derek G writes in, uh, that's guns underscore up, opening day starter? Jake. It's got to yeah. be Jake. I mean, Cy Young Award winner. How could you give it to anybody else? Well, I mean, people would say Lester just because of the money, but I think that ship has sailed. No, it's you give, you give it to your top pitcher. Jake Arrieta is the Cubs' best pitcher, so it's got to be him. He certainly was last year. Um, Nathan Bruns writes in, um, the, think they are done for the season or the offseason? Do you think the Cubs are done for the offseason? For the most part, I don't think you're going to see any like really big-name acquisitions. They, you know, They might pick up another relief pitcher or two just so they have a little more depth. If they could make a deal for, for a starting pitcher you know, that didn't involve giving up too much, they might. But uh, I don't think they're really going out looking for anything major at this point. Yeah. And uh, well, this is kind of leads into this question because uh, Sean McDermott asked, are they still going to trade for a closer? And that's not necessarily in the offseason, but do we need some no, size I, Rondon? 
they got a closer. I mean, Hector Rondon was really good. Uh, you know, yeah, I know Joe Madden took him out of the role for a while, but I think, you know, Madden was still kind of experimenting with all kinds of different players in different positions until he finally settled on it. When Rondon went back as closer after the All-Star break, he was really good. So, you know, all these people who say, well, you know, go after Jonathan Papelbon. First of all, who would want Jonathan Papelbon <laughs> on your team? I mean, come on. They'll choke but Chris also, Bryant. But, yeah, but also, I mean, you've got a guy who's, you know, maybe he's not right in that top of the top tier, but he's Hector Rondon's really good. And I think he'll be fine in that role. Yeah. And he was especially good. Like you said, the second half of the year, which is uh, really when it counts. So if you can pitch in high pressure situations, you know, I, I exactly. agree with you. Um, yeah. What are, what do you think the chances are? This is from Frank. That's M Frank, 11, 29, Oh three. These are all Twitter handle handles, by the way. Um, I figured. Yeah. What what are the chances that Dexter Fowler is coming back to the Cubs? That's a really interesting question. I mean, you know, now that Denard Spann is signed with the Giants, that's one less team that Fowler could go to because there were some people who thought that he would be a good fit with the Giants. Uh, I, I don't see too many teams that, that could use him or would want him or that would want to spend the money that he's looking for. Uh, they could bring him back. You know, that would put Jason Hayward back in his best position, which is right field. But then what do you do with Jorge Soler? I mean, you're not going to bench him. Um, you, you, know, you could try and, and have four outfielders for three positions because Kyle Schwarber can't play. You don't really probably want him in left field every day, and he's going to DH some when they go to American League parks. Um, I would think if they did sign Fowler, you might see Soler traded. But uh, I don't know. I, would I say it's 50-50? Probably not. Uh, I'd say maybe there's a, still maybe a 10 or 20% chance he might come back. But, um, I, you know, I wouldn't mind having him back. He had a fine year, and he was apparently a good clubhouse guy and, you know, popular with the fans. So it would be a, certainly a popular thing to do. How many years would you give him? You know, at this point, I think that the teams have a lot of leverage because there just haven't been that many offers out there for him. You might be able to get him on a two-year deal with an option. Or, I mean, you might even be able to, like, offer him a one-year deal and he goes back to free agency again uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, well, I personally would like him back. You know, I, I just th- I thought he was a real leader with of that team. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, you know, also because uh, you know they're they're talking about leading off Ben Zobrist or even Jason Hayward, but you know Dexter Fowler was a really good leadoff man, and they could they could use that. So, yeah, he, he was a significant part of of a, of a 97 win team, and, he, and you don't let those guys go that easily. Well, if you see a guy take 12 pitches to start out a ball game, you that know, was cool. Yeah, <laughs> was it 12 or more? I think it was twelve. We were twelve or thirteen pitches, and some of them were foul balls. But that was a you know really long at bat, and I think that set the tone for that whole game and really that whole series. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd like him back. And then here's the, here's the last question. Uh, well, the second to last question because I got one more from from me. Do you think that Jake Arrieta can win twenty games again this year? And uh, and, I, and I'm going to add to that. Do you think he can come close to repeating what he did at the end of last year? Well, I don't. I don't see. It. I mean, I mean that that season was something that we haven't seen from a Cubs pitcher in almost a hundred years. You know, to think that anybody could do that two years in a row that would be, I mean, that would be amazing. Is he that good? Um, I, well, he's good. I don't know that he's quite that good to do that on a you know an every start basis for like a whole season. But could he win twenty games again? Yeah, if you you know you get a little bit of luck. Uh, you get a good offense behind you, a team that can win, you know, 95-plus games. Sure, you could win 20 games again. Um, will he have as great a year as he did in 2015? Probably not, but he should be up among the top 
pitchers in the league again. Do you know offhand how many times uh, somebody's won the Cy Young uh, twice in a row? Well, Greg Maddox did it a couple times, uh, or at least once he won two two in a row, and I believe Roger Clemens did. But uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any any other ones. Not in recent years, anyway. So I got a question. The Hall of Fame results this week. Um, does Lee Smith deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I think he does. I mean, if I had a vote, I would vote for him. Um, a lot of people have kind of forgotten, you know, how dominant a closer he was in his day, you know, because that day is now almost 30 years ago. And he's kind of faded off the radar. He started to get a few more votes. Um, but uh, he's only got one more year left on the ballot. So it's either next year or off to the Veterans Committee. Yeah. So he only has one year and then the Veterans Committee. Right. And the Veterans Committee after that probably be, uh, I think, about four or five years after he falls off the writer's ballot before the veterans can, can consider him. Okay. And why do you think he hasn't made it so far? I think people just don't realize, you know, how dominant he was. He wasn't on a lot of playoff teams. You know, he pitched a long time for some bad Cubs teams. And, uh, you know, he never, although he was the all-time save leader for, for a long time and is still third all-time, I think people kind of kind of have forgotten about that because of all the modern closers who, you know, are posting all these huge save totals. Uh, you know, I'd also vote for Trevor Hoffman, who came close to getting in this year. But, you know, Hoffman had over 100 more saves than, than, than Smith. Isn't Goose Gossage in the Hall of Fame? Gossage is in the Hall of Fame, and part of that's because he was a dominant closer, and he also had some good years as a starting pitcher. So right. he he did he did both in an era when you know guys did more going back and forth between that, and also he pitched for the Yankees. So you know that got a lot of attention of you know New York writers and national media. And he was you know he's in the World Series a number of times. And it really doesn't matter. I, I'm really convinced that if the Cubs had made the World Series even once when Ron Sano was with the team, he'd have been in the Hall of Fame you know decades ago. Yeah, but, you know, it does when, make when a difference. Get, yeah, when you don't get that playoff attention, you know, a lot of you know the national writers don't don't notice you as much. Okay, now here's my last question, and because you sit in the left field bleachers, we're going to call this question out of left field. Who do you think looked? Which Cubs owner looked better without a shirt on, Bill Veck or Tom Ricketts? Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I get myself in trouble for answering that. I don't think I've ever seen Tom Ricketts with his shirt off, so I can't Trick really tell. Question. But, I mean, Bill Veck, you know, that was his deal. He went and sat, you know, after after he sold the White Sox in 1981, he went, he came back to Wrigley Field and he would sit in the bleachers, uh, you know, many days up in the center field bleachers with his shirt off and uh, just like, you know, hang out with the fans, which was a very cool thing to do. Yeah, Harry- Tom Ricks is a different kind of owner. He's, he's, not, he's not your shirtless kind of guy. Yeah, it, no. It, well, he's saving it, I think, for the World Series and then we'll see him rip it off and it'll be just, you know, jacked. You know, there could be a lot of things that might happen when the Cubs win a World Series that people have been saving up. So there could be a lot of crazy stuff going on. Let's hope. Let's, Let's hope. hope. You got it. Well, that was uh, another episode of Ask Al brought to you by the Sun Ranto Show. Thanks for coming on the program. Sun Ranto's got questions for his pal from Bleed Cubby Blue. It's Ask Al. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.